You are about to enter a great adventure. This is Strutting from Gorilla. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Strutting from Gorilla, the podcast giving honor to uh, the great man himself and current NDA disclosee, Vince McMahon. Uh, I am Mikey Cash, and with me as always is Big Vito. Big Vito, how we doing? Mikey Cash, what's going on? I am ready to rock and roll, and we are ready to get extreme today. Hell yeah, we are. Hell yeah, we are. But right before that, Jabroni, let's tell all our listeners where they can find us on the old social media gimmicks. On Facebook, we are at SFG Podcast. On Twitter and TikTok, at from underscore gorilla. On Instagram, at SF Gorilla Pod. And as always, you can find us on our website, struttingfromgorilla.com. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review. We would really appreciate it. But now, Vito, let's get extreme. Today, we are reviewing Extreme Rules, the premium live event. Is that what they're calling it now? I don't know what they're calling it. Either way. I still call them pay-per-views. They'll be pay-per-views to me till I die. Okay. Me too. So basically, it's the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. It aired on Saturday out of Philadelphia. And we're just going to give our our breakdown of some of the matches, things that stood out to us. Obviously, there's some big news coming out of this show that we all know about. And uh, afterwards, we actually have a couple of listener questions. Yeah, that's right. You guys contributed, and we decided we're going to answer some of your questions on the podcast about the show and uh, where they go from here. So, Vito, let's get into it, man. Yeah, hey, um, before we get into all the matches, though, let's sure. can we talk about something that was building up to Extreme Rules that I was really excited about? Let's um, go. Yeah, because uh, it goes along. I think some of the success that came with this pay-per-view mm-hmm. had a lot to do with Bray Wyatt's return. I mean, the matches were great, and I think those I think were better than most we've seen at pay-per-views mm-hmm. in, in recent recent times. But the the return of Bray Wyatt was done very well, you know, and, and I have to give WWE credit where credit is due because Absolutely. we always we always rag on them. And this campaign that they had um, was brilliant. I thought it was great. Now, I don't know if it was a Bray Wyatt thing or or what it was, who who came up with this mm-hmm. idea, but doing these little things each week. um with the white rabbit uh dude it really piqued my interest and i wasn't watching a lot of raw or smackdown and i found myself kind of being a little excited because i thought it was bray wyatt but again i wasn't 100 percent sure and um the build-up was just great i thought it was well done it got me excited and then i watched some of the shows and the shows that have been on have been produced very well like yeah some of the raws and and smackdown so Mm -hmm. i want to get your thought on it and yeah no i I actually really appreciate that you brought that up Vito, because i feel as though they did a really good job with their i don't know what you would call that kind of marketing i'm not in that field so i don't know guerrilla marketing okay so i was all right i actually was going to say that all right so some (laughs) strutting from guerrilla marketing as they say uh i thought it was really cool how they did it and i i really enjoyed that they stuck with it like None of them ever said anything about it. Like when Triple H would hold the microphone and he turned it and there was a QR code or Corey Graves was at the contract signing and he pulls up the folder and there's a QR code there 
or there would be a rabbit walking behind or somebody with like a sign that says like, this is the world you made. I thought that was awesome. And wow. the fact that they just like, they were just acting like nothing was going on. I thought that was really cool. And uh, I was with, I was totally in your camp. I had no idea who this was going to be. I thought it was going to be Wyatt. He was kind of like my top choice, but we've been, let, <laughs> I guess we've been let down before. So I wasn't sure exactly who this was going to be, but I was, I was hopeful that it was going to be Wyatt. And th- honestly, they delivered. I oh, uh, beyond I, delivered. I, I actually, I, I don't know where I read this and I wish I could remember the name of this person, but there's somebody on the creative side that was helping out with this who uh, had actually worked on some horror movies. So I think yes, there was um, some legitimate, some legitimacy to like how this was being produced. No, I, I, I heard that. And I, was it Rob something? Um, I wish I remembered. I can't. Uh, I, yeah. I can't Rob, Rob, Rob fee, Rob fee. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, I believe that was him. And he was the guy that, uh, that works with, um, Bray Wyatt and he I think I'm pretty sure he produced that segment that uh Bray came out to but the the lead up to this you know just just to kind of talk about it I I it reminded me of old school WWE in a new school way where they incorporated Twitter and and it just it was mysterious it kept me really interested and the fact that they didn't disappoint um I think the idea behind this, and I don't want to talk about this forever. I want to get into the matches because that was the 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 point here. Um, but I think this was a big draw for a lot of people. Like I found myself, I wanted to watch this pay-per-view, not necessarily because of the matches that were on there. Like, I'll be honest with you. I, I wanted to watch it because I wanted to see who this was. Mm-hmm. But because of that, I saw how great the pay-per-view was. And right. normally they're right. not like that. So Um, and, and, and they did not disappoint. Um, and I think the idea behind it was that they wanted to promote people watching and to kind of know who was going to be there without just flat out saying, Hey, Bray Wyatt's returning. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say? I think they're going to do more of, uh, this type of type of stuff moving forward. I was reading a lot about it. Um, and I just think it was great. I thought it was great. And just the whole segment. Yeah. Like, how did you feel about that uh, segment? I mean, I all right. So, I I, I guess we're kind of good. we're going to just work backwards then because this is like the main. Oh, event. okay. Like, all right. Then let's we, no, but but I think we should just stick with it because it's okay. it's a great talking point. Okay. So, and plus, it's our podcast. We do what we want. Yeah. So you're, you're right. You, you know, uh, I I actually really did enjoy. Like, it felt like again they were in character. They, the, the kayfabe was real for them. You know, the, even listening, you know, as soon as the lights started hitting and Michael Cole, you hear him asking graves, are, are we still on the air? And just, it sounded very natural. And it point. sounded like, Oh, did, did you know this was going to happen? You know, like one of those like weird things. Yeah. So that's a good point. It, I, th- I thought those were just little, those were little details that I really enjoyed about just how they played it off and all the different characters and all the different, um, I guess all the different identities he's taken on over the years. I mean, the buzzard, yeah. Sister Abigail, the, I mean, the pig, <laughs> the, that pig cracks me up. I don't know why I yeah. just think of John Cena every time I see it. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's the headbands. So, but I, I thought it was so well done, man. I, yeah. w- I wish there was more I could say, considering we're doing a wrestling podcast, but yeah. I, I just think they made him a star again yeah. with this presentation. They have, 
it's been like a reboot, but the best kind of reboot. They just were like, all right, let's get back to what works for this guy. Now, so I, we have questions about it. I know you and I have talked about this, but I, I think the presentation automatically just shoots him up to the top of like, this guy's an attraction. Which yeah. is, I feel a little bit different than a main eventer. Yeah, I got um, Undertaker vibes, like Absolutely. old school Undertaker vibes, which is good in a different way. Um, but there's there's two things that I I I want to bring up about this. Um, number one, where does he go from here? Because... I loved the fiend character, but the problem with the fiend character is that he wasn't a wrestler, right? Like he just buried people and mm-hmm. it, he couldn't develop a storyline with like other wrestlers sure. because he would just bury them. You know, right. um, I think Seth Rollins talked about it and he said that exact same thing. He's like, you, you ruined people. Like, look at Finn Balor. Like uh, he, he got buried by the fiend when he first came in and it was like terrible. Um, the second part is, I wonder how much of his release was actually a budget cut and more of a mental issue, right? Because of uh, Brody Lee dying. Um, So you think it was something to... Oh, oh, all right. So you saying that it was less budget, more... I think it was a combination of both because I think he, you know, there were reports that he was difficult to work with and Vince didn't get along with his creative and this whole thing. But, you know, how much of it really, because he seems like a very artistic guy. And the thing about really artistic people, which I can't relate to because I am the least artistic person. I'm more of like a logical, straight, linear thinker. But you become more like attuned to your feelings, right? Because you can express them more. And he's clearly that type of person, right? Like that's a very artistic way of thinking and um i wonder how much that really affected him and i i think what what this is going to lead up to and i know i'm talking a lot here but i've thought deep about this one uh i think what this is going to lead up to is you had the character of the fiend right then you had bray wyatt and then you had the fiend and the fiend was like this alter ego right and i'm wondering if like you're gonna see because he says the wyndham six that's his twitter so I'm wondering if you're going to see these different personalities, kind of like a Mick Foley type thing. Uh, and this is going to be him like, you, you know how when they did that vignette at WrestleMania and you were kind of like, you know, went into his playhouse and it was like you're in the brain of Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Like, yeah I wonder if yeah. now they're going to take the funhouse and the characters and now it's going to be in reality, you know? And so... I don't know if he'll have people that will be in like a stable with him or if you're going to see different personalities of him, but that's kind of where I see this kind of going. I'm actually right there with you. I kind of, I'm in the camp that, that it's actually going to be different people joining this stable, that it's going to be like the Wyatt six. I can, I think after her match and we're going to get to this too. There was an interview with Liv Morgan. And she was said she was in a dark place and she was just kind of sitting there and she was having like this weird look on her face, like kind of despondent. And even during her match at the end, she's sitting there smiling as she's getting choked out. So I think Hmm. my, my theory is that maybe she's like the sister Sister Abigail or something like she could play one of the characters. Yeah. There's also some rumors floating around that maybe Joe Gacy down in NXT who had a similar kind of culty shtick down there might be coming up and might be one of the characters as well 
so and Dexter, I, Dexter as uh, the uh, Dexter Loomis. Yeah, guy, he might be the, on it. I, I feel like he's too good. I almost feel like he's got so much of a thing going on with Miz that you, you yeah. almost just got to leave him doing his own yeah. thing. But like, I think there's some of the the guys that weren't doing so much, like uh, Dominic D- Dijakovic. He was like T Bar back in the Retribution yeah. day. He he might be. I heard people think that he might be the buzzard. I okay. there's a couple of things going around. I don't know. It's a lot of rumors and innuendo, yeah. but. I, I'm not really sure yet, but I'm excited to see where it goes. I, yeah. I, I, I think I think a guy like him, much in the way like Undertaker was, if he's based off of this and he's more of an attraction type of character, he I doesn't need a championship. No. It, it could be, sure, it could work. Like you could, if you pull it off right, I think it could work. I yeah. think where this is going to be a true test of the Triple H era here is how do you how do you use this character effectively and how does he not lose anything? How do, how does everybody that works with him, including himself come out of it for the better? Cause so I think I, that was the biggest challenge when Vince was running things. Agreed. And I also think, um, I think that this can be more of like, almost like a ministry of darkness, 2000, uh, 2022, right? Like uh, same concept type deal where you almost feel enthralled by the the storyline and and what they do um i i just think it'll be similar to that but in a more artistic light that that's what i think but i'm just excited because it gets me enthralled in wwe again like it it, they have a storyline that's that's a little bit consistent mysterious i love the fiend i love the only thing i'm gonna miss is the the firefly funhouse segments because i thought they were so well done i thought bray did such a good job as like bray wyatt like this innocent guy and then you have the fiend i thought that was a really cool concept um but we'll see what happens so um that those are my two thoughts i we i mean we had to touch on that so no absolutely um, i'm kind of glad we just like started with that quite honestly and now we can just cover the rest of the pay-per-view and and it's a little because nothing's gonna beat that i mean that was the the highlight of the whole show was that and i think you could feel the energy in the crowd they're all waiting absolutely the entire time i mean they were chanting we want bryant uh we want bryant we want wyatt throughout the uh almost the whole show and especially unfortunately in the seth rollins match (laughs) the crowd at that point just knew something had to happen after like that little snippet earlier on in the pay-per-view where the rabbit jumps into the x yeah and if it if it didn't oh they would have rioted (laughs) yeah they definitely would have they they would have they they would it it was a philadelphia crowd and they were loud they were super loud oh yeah so uh, all right so now that we've covered the bray wyatt thing yep should do we want to work backwards you want to just start from nope. the from the top let's, all right all right so let's, let's go right into the first it. one all right yep. the donnie brook match brawling brutes versus imperium i dug it it felt great like match. i was watching the apa yeah it was great but in the best way yeah it was I, great it, it 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 looked like seamus kind of was rejuvenated he's just been kind of this stale character which i like seamus but it's been hard to watch him a lot you know yeah, what I mean? definitely and um, it's been good to see him kind of refresh. And I think the Imperium is a is a great stable. I they're, oh. they're very simple, but like, but but good. You they're, know, they're it's, simple and effective. That's all they need to be. Yeah. If you so, I, I, listen, I'm going to challenge you to try this. Like, go go back and watch some early NXT UK oh. when Imperium was first around. I have, dude. They were so good. They were great. I I miss the music. I don't like the new music now. No, but I I. Their whole aura was fantastic. 
Yeah. And I, you know, I, I kind of feel for, um, what's his, uh, Walter? Vinci? Yeah. Oh, the, Vinci. No, what's his, I forgot what he was called beforehand, but they changed his I, name. I don't remember. They, they did it to all of them. Actually, all, all of them are different names now, but I really enjoy their work. Like they're, I, they just have like this aura about them. It's almost Very classy. Simple. They're like classy villains. That's yeah. sort of the way I, I see it. And William Regal esque. Right. Right. Exactly. And they're kind of the perfect foil to somebody like Seamus and I was going to say Pete Dunn, but Butch and, yeah. and Rich Holland. It, it's they're a perfect mesh together. They're they're another version of me to me of like New Day and the Usos. Like they just feed off each other really well. They have really great chemistry together and they're just fun to watch. So I could see why you'd almost keep putting them together and, and keep the storyline coming out. Yeah. And I, I I would hope that at some point maybe you see one more some rubber match between Sheamus and Gunter because they're so good together in the ring, dude. Like yeah. it is just a hard hitting affair. And like you said, Sheamus is so rejuvenated. I think he's even said it in, in interviews now. Like what he's been doing so far has just absolutely reinvigorated this guy's love for wrestling. So yeah. it, that's really great to see. That's awesome. I think you just got to keep him in his wheelhouse, right? Like there's no, there's some people who just need to stay in your wheelhouse. You may not be like the next mega star, Mm -hmm. right? And I think for, for so long, we talk about this all the time, you know, WWE tries to shove certain people down our throat and the guy like Seamus, you can't, right? Like he's a great worker. He's a great dude. Um, I like Seamus, but like, unfortunately he's just not the most entertaining guy in the world. Like he's not going to have that mega star attraction, but if you leave right. him how he is, he'll be great. You know, he'll be, mm-hmm. a, it, it just take his strengths and, and roll with it. You don't need to push him as like this big champion or anything. Just let it happen naturally. And people will like him. Absolutely. So, uh, so, all right, let's go to the next match. It's yep. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown women's title. It was an extreme rules match. I mean, you're, you're shaking your head. I get it. I guess you didn't like this. No, I did. No, I'm shaking it. Like, you know, I wouldn't have expected it to be as good of a match as it was, you know, me. I honestly thought you hated it. No, 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 no. There wasn't many matches. I, I hated. I'll tell you the one when I get to it, that that bothered me, but (laughs) okay. But, um, no, I thought it was great. And, um, I, I, I can't tell, are they trying? I, I thought Rhonda was supposed to be like a baby face, but, she's not really acting like one. And I, I think they're, they're finally letting her loose a little bit. Yeah. And I think you got to, you can't try and force her to be a WWE stop like mold. Like I just not who she is. She's this kind of off the rails type woman, like almost like a female version of Ken Shamrock. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, yes. like, like yes. just let her go. And I think, you know, take her strengths, take her like her, natural uh i don't want to call superstar ability because that's not what she is but take her popularity and you know her background and just let her go and let her let her have her unnatural weird moments when she says stupid shit and let it go you know and i think she'll just naturally be a good heel well i i almost feel like that's what they're trying to do with her now they're just letting her sort of be this kind of tweener almost person where some people still cheer her, but there's a lot of people that just boo her now for really whatever reason at this point, whether it's her mic skills or they think she's being pushed too much or whatever. But 
I mean, the crowds kind of do that with everybody at some yeah, point, right? I, Every wrestler at some point in, in the fans' minds gets canceled. So someone's going to be the the victim of it at some point. So she, it's just Rhonda's turn. Well, I think a lot of it too has to do with the fact that she's mentioned a few times how it, it doesn't feel like she has a love for wrestling. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Right. Well, and, she, she the, the, gives a lot of backhanded compliments to it. Like, oh, it's mean. really great, but it's not real. <laughs> so it's like, uh, all right, well, you're in it, though. You're employed by them. I think so the what minute, are we doing? The minute you disrespect wrestling and then you don't show up all the time, people don't like that. You know, it's kind of like, you know, it's it's like, hey, you're if you're making all this money and you're supposed to be this big star, but you're you're not really into it. Like people like effort, you know, they can see the people who are passionate about it, especially the big fans of, of wrestling, like the older school people, the internet warriors, you know? So, you know, on the effort aspect of it though, I think for her, she's just natural. And, and so some, so what we deem to look like there's no effort there for her, it's just, you know, she's just so good at what she does. I think it's a respect. I think, I think she's taken that on. She's just, she's caught onto it. Yeah. Kind of like Kurt Angle, like it, like it doesn't look like she's trying very hard because she doesn't no. really have to. No. So people, but, I think sometimes we we confuse that with yeah. she's not trying very hard, but she doesn't necessarily have to. No. Agreed. So, so uh, but uh, anyway, speaking of someone who was trying really hard is Liv Morgan, and oh. I think I think you have to be impressed with her because she has had a lot of really surprising performances in in her matches recently since she became champion. She's yeah. really shown herself and she's trying to show, I think, different aspects of her character and really removing himself from the whole riot squad thing. And in kind of when she was just floating around afterwards, she's really starting to find herself. And I think the crowd really does enjoy her. Obviously, they give they do their own thing. Like sometimes you know how the crowd is. Sometimes they're going to boo you. Sometimes they love you, depending on what city you're in. I think she's I think Liv Morgan's come an incredibly long way. And yeah. Do I love the fact that the champion always comes off feeling like an underdog when it was her? Not really, but she pulls it off. So I don't have too much to complain about there. And I thought the match was really well done. They they did a good job of the back and forth and Liv really trying to pull out as many stops as she could to try to stop Ronda. Like she had to go extreme to match up to Ronda's natural ability. Yeah. That's kind of the story of that match. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. Um, right on board with everything you said. I can't really add much to it. Um, and I think it gives Liv a little bit more credibility that she can hang and she didn't just get buried by big time by, yeah, by Ronda. Right. She didn't ju- exactly. It wasn't a squash match. No. So, and and like I said, let's see where this goes with the whole smiling while she was getting while she was passing out, and if that leads to anything involving Bray Wyatt at all. Okay. So I'm I'm excited. I, I give that one a, a you know. I don't know if it's five stars, but it definitely was better than I thought it was going to be. All right. All right. So next up on our list, the Raw women's title match, which was a ladder match between Bailey and Bianca Belair. Fido, your thoughts? I mean, I think I told you about it. I think that was when you, because you had watched it after the fact. And I didn't know. I wouldn't have given you spoilers, by the way, as I was texting you. But um, uh, I, I think I had mentioned that you got to watch this match. First of all, I knew, I know you're a big fan of the women's scene WWE. Um, and I knew you're a big, uh, Bianca Belair fan. Yep. Um, and I thought this match was great. I thought it was very physical. I thought it was well done. 
Um, they told a story without having just a ladder match. Like, like I think you said it where, you know, it, in money in the bank kind of pushes the ladder matches away where it's all flippity floppity, which is good. I like that. Right? right. I don't mind that, but this, this is more of like a, a wrestling story. Um, and, yeah. and again, it built Bailey as someone who can hang with Bianca, you know, and Bianca doesn't have many people outside of like your Charlotte's and maybe Rhonda and Becky, Becky that can, can, can hang with her. I, I, you know, I would put Lacey Evans in there, but I don't really know what she's doing at this point. So um, here's a hint, nothing. Yeah. And, and which is unfortunate because I thought she could like physically, I think she can hang with all those people now. Um, but <clears throat> I thought this match was great. I thought Bailey did a great job. Um, she's a great heel. Um, she really is. Who would have thought yeah. all those years yeah. ago when she was hugging everybody? I know, I know. But you could again, you can tell she's very passionate about it, and she's like a student of wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. she's—I mean, clearly she was a fan when she was younger, so she understands it, and she wants to do well. Um, I thought the the ending was really cool. I didn't understand her holding the ladder. I don't know if something was messed up there. Like, I why think would maybe she they were looking to do this? something different? Or uh, I, I think. It might have just been something that they missed that we don't really know about. That no, we're just like we don't know exactly where that was supposed to fit in. But ultimately, it didn't really matter. It looked cool when she gave her the the KOD anyway. Oh, but, how about when Bianca did the um? Oh my God, what's her finishing move there? Oh, the KOD. KOD to um the two women at the oh, same Dakota time. Oh, Dakota Neo, yeah, she got yeah. dude. She's strong. Oh. She's, and I think that's what helped this match too, is like both of them are are strong. So they 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 actually have a bit of a physically imposing look. So I yeah. think it worked in the context of the ladder match. It worked really well. It didn't seem like they were out of place. I know that sounds like weird to say, but it like it seemed like they worked really well in it. And yeah. there was a lot of psychology in that match. Because like you said, it didn't turn into a spot fest where it's just like, all right, so we have a ladder, so we're just gonna jump off of it. Right. Like that's that's what we're just going to keep doing. And like, that's the, that's the whole premise of the match. And that's exactly the process. You didn't get that here. The ladder was there, but it was more so kind of, it was definitely used as a weapon more and used as like a vehicle when you were doing moves and throwing them into the ladder. And it was, it felt a little like a grittier in a way. Like it wasn't a typical ladder match, which I think that's, I think that's why a lot of people liked it because it was, the style was different, which you yeah. listen, you can work a ladder match, however, but I think a lot of people default to, I'm going to jump off of this all the time. Of course. I mean, it's so, an easy, it's an easy, it's an easy pop. Yeah. Do you think the other thing that I noticed during this match, especially and the edge match, which we'll talk about, did you notice how emotionally invested Michael Cole was? Yeah. I, there was, somebody was talking about this. That Cole seems absolutely reinvigorated for wrestling. I don't know and what for it commentary. Is. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's because he doesn't have Vince yelling at him for three hours a night. Yeah, and Triple H maybe a little bit more subdued with yeah. his uh, criticisms or offerings. So yeah. who knows? Or he might just be trusting that Cole knows what he's doing after almost thirty years. Yeah, but it almost seems like what they're saying is is authentic, right? It's yeah. not yeah. like I don't. Maybe they don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know. I, I don't know, but it just seemed like he was, I mean, it added to the, 
to the match. It was almost very JR-esque. Like it, he yeah. was very yeah. passionate about certain parts where he was just No, like, dude, I, I hear you. Yeah. So I, I thought that helped big time uh, from, from watching it on TV um, yeah. in, in a, a story standpoint, but I, I thought it was a great match. Um, right. Again, it, it set the tone. It, there was only, you told, you said there were what, six matches throughout yeah. this whole thing. Um, yeah. And I think that's the other thing um, that, that helped this pay-per-view, you know, when you have everybody on a pay-per-view, number one, as a fan, you get really tired matches, matches seem rushed. I mm-hmm. think from here, like, what about the people that weren't on it? Like, how do you think they were feeling? Do you, do you think that the, it gave more like emphasis for the people that were on there to be like, Hey, we're one of six matches. Like we have time to tell this story. Um, I, I want to be on this. I want to be on the, another pay-per-view where there's six matches. Like maybe I need to do a good job. You know what well, I mean? Like, right. I, I think it elicits internal competition. That's and what I mean. this was much, much of the way the, like the original NXT operated. If mm-hmm. you watched any of those takeovers, most of them had like five matches. You're right. And they, right. they were less than three hours long. So there was a lot of storylines happening in NXT at the time, but not every one of them was making it to takeover. So right. this is the same way. And yeah, they had some background segments like um, background. They had some backstage segments with like Miz too. Like, mm-hmm. So I feel like they gave a little bit of credence to say like, we know that there's other things going on, but these are the most important ones right now. Mm-hmm. And maybe they build it up and that's how you get, maybe a special raw where there's going to be some blow off matches there, which is perfectly fine. Not, not every blow off is going to make it to pay-per-view. Yep. But seemed very AEW esque when they have some of their bigger pay-per-views with the bigger names. Like it seemed concentrated in a certain area. Like when AEW had some of those better pay-per-views um, like all out, they, they, the, I mean, each, I mean, you looked at some of the matches and like they, they had some recently where there was like, 12, it's like 12 matches five yeah it's like 15 but, matches. but they've had at the beginning they right. had some that were very concentrated right. and it was you looked at it go wow i want to watch this like mm-hmm. you know so um yeah it was good i yeah i yeah. i thought this match i thought this this match was great i i think for me this might have been my favorite match of the night i would put it up when there. i when i look at it uh, yeah. it, and it's not a discount to the other matches. I thought the other matches did pretty well. They were fine. Um, yeah. The strap match. Let's get to that. Carrying Cross, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Cross so has, I Cross has a badass entrance, dude. <clears throat> yeah, I think I texted you in the middle of this, and I was like, "Man, I really like Cross coming back." You know, mm-hmm. and um, I I thought he I think he's going to be a really good heel. Um, yeah. And I I like him with Scarlet, uh, and I thought it was a great mesh with him and McIntyre like <coughs> McIntyre McIntyre has very few people that physically are like he's physically a big guy yeah um and they, he doesn't have a lot of people that can kind of go he's very imposing yeah and it's hard to get someone that's going to go against him right like mm-hmm. um and I thought Cross did a good job physically he stayed with him I loved the you know the it, it, it seems simple but like the whole shoulder thing for a minute like the, the ref asked him like are you okay i can get medical you heard it on the, the tv yeah, yeah. he's like no 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 i'm fine and I, for a minute there i thought maybe he was really hurt you know and like you don't get those feet like i never got that feeling mm-hmm. with a lot of uh matches over the yeah. last 10 years with with wrestling and um it was it was good i thought they did a good job i 
just hated the ending. Um, I, you don't, I don't like know that, getting involved. I didn't think you needed to. Well, I don't mind her getting involved. It's just like the pepper spray. Like, I just didn't think you yeah. needed to do that. Like, it's, it's sticky already for a, a pay-per-view that's already got a lot of sticks. Yeah. So. And, it, and I don't think you needed it. Like I thought cross could have won, you know, fair at that point, it wouldn't have made McIntyre look any weaker. Like it, it, it was I, a good match. I just still, there's part of me that still wonders if they have doubts about how established McIntyre is as like a top star. So this is their way of protecting him. Oh, look what happened, right? The only yeah. reason this guy lost is because she did this heinous thing to him. And then cross got the win. And clearly this is not the end because it, I mean, one, it's the first time they're even fighting and it just so happens to be on an extreme rules pay-per-view. So there's a special stipulation to it. So I, I feel like maybe this will go to Survivor Series. Yeah. In some way, like whether they're on opposing teams or, you know, this will continue. Well, I also think that people like Cross. Like, I think that he's a popular guy. Right? And so, unfortunately, if you kind of have a, I'm not going to call McIntyre's gimmicks um, stale, but like, he's kind of like a one-dimensional guy, right? Like he doesn't have too much outside of what he does that makes him good. Does that make sense? Like you, I don't know how to really describe that. I'm, I feel like I might get a lot of shit for saying this, but sometimes he feels like Seamus with a sword. I was dude. I was literally going to say that. Yeah. Agreed. I I think he's, I I think he's more entertaining than, than Seamus. But I agree with that. And I, I don't think, I think you can, develop his character a little bit more so that people he's not just this one-dimensional guy um i I really do i because i think he's a talented guy and i think he's um he's good but uh we'll we'll see what happens and again a decent match i thought it was good hard hitting like it was big time very hard hitting which i loved um and it was good i I thought it was good i'm excited to see i I just again i didn't love the ending i'm not saying it was like the worst thing in the entire world but um but yeah, it was it was decent. Sure. So, all right, the I Quit match: Finn Balor versus Edge. Um, really liked it. I love that they went out into the crowd. I mm-hmm. love the story that they told. I liked the the ending, like mm-hmm. to some degree. Like it, I knew something like that was going to happen because you had to. You're not going to get Edge to say I quit. Like it, it just no, you, you weren't going to do it. I guess I'm just tired i because i love edge i really do I, I guess i'm just tired of the like he it, it's like the same thing over and over again like he, he gets hurt he gets excited i came back from this injury it's been eight years and and i deserve this and it's it it just i don't think he needs to do that like he's made the point like yeah he shouldn't be here he's getting a second chance sure um you know it was good to see Finn on the pay-per-view number one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, it's nice to see Finn Balor in some sort of prominent role. Yeah. I, I don't know that I love Finn as a, a heel. I think the rest of the judgment, like, uh, God, why am I not thinking of her you, name? Rhea Ripley. Yeah. I, I think she's like the catalyst for this group. Yeah. I, I, I so. Like, sh- you just love to hate her. Like she does a great job of being a, a she's they, it's <laughs> positioning her really well. Yeah. As a star. Yeah. It really is. Damien priest is kind of 
He's there. He's he, fine. Yeah. He's, fine. he's a good wrestler, but yeah, you know, they're showing more of his personality, which I think is fine. Yeah. I and, found myself and, waiting for Bray to come out in this match for some reason. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like it could have. He's had, he's had history with Balor before. I think that's when, with the Fiend yeah. debuted against Balor. So yeah. I didn't know if maybe they were going to do something with that, but that would have been I, a really, I think that would have been a little too much, I guess. Me, but, me too. I agree. I like the, I like, ultimately, I, I'm glad they, they held off on it. The ending was great. I thought the match was good. He had, had some great spots. I love mm-hmm. that they went out in the crowd. I, they, you don't see that anymore. And I, I loved it. Um, you know what I hated though about this match? Go for it. And I think it's what, what what bothers me is that like every ten seconds the ref just had a microphone in their ear and you just heard them grunting. Uh, no, no, uh, no. It sounds ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I just a bunch of sex sounds, well, heavy and, breathing, and panting. Like, Five minutes into the match, you know neither one of them are going to quit. Like it, it, it just—I don't think you needed to have the microphone in there. It, it just—it—it it bothered me. I don't know what about it really bothered I, me, but I found myself expecting more trash talk than there would be when they would yeah. put the microphone in there. I just kept going back to, and this will be something I mentioned in a second. But they when they were talking about Rock and Mankind, like it always goes back to that when like you would hear Mankind be like "Go to hell, Rock," <laughs> like, <laughs> or like "You can kiss the people's ass." Like it was just stuff like that that would happen throughout the match, <laughs> even though you were like twenty minutes in and like the, yeah. the microphone's in his face asking if he quits. Yeah, uh, I just so, I don't I don't love the I quit matches in general. Uh, I just they're I, tough. They're really they, hard to book. Yeah, yeah. And, and and there's a reason why on commentary they were given the history of some of the matches like these i yeah. quit matches and talk about uh bob backland and bret hart which is one of the all-time it. awful yeah. matches oh yeah <laughs> but like that's just shows you that it's so hard to book that even a bad one you have to name as yeah. uh, like one of the the big matches on there yeah and it wasn't a bad match like i don't know no, no i thought it was I, well done yeah again i i i just i think i'm just the edge the edge aura is wearing off on me. And I just think it could have been, mm-hmm. it could be done differently. Like I, I think he has so much potential with some of these stars. Like I, I'm, I like that he was against Finn because Finn's an up and coming guy that hasn't really gotten his, his, uh, just. His he's, dude. He's the oldest up and comer I've ever seen. His dude is 41. But, but they, but he, uh, he has know, so much I that he, I know. I, I don't want to get into it, but like, I just, I, I'm glad that he was going against someone I, like that. And it listen. wasn't like AJ Styles again yeah. or like. Uh, also, AJ you know, wasn't on the Randy, Yeah. Or Randy. He hasn't been in, on TV really besides no. Monday Raw. But, no. uh, you know, or against Orton. Like we've seen him with Orton. We don't need to see him with Orton again. Like he had his time with that. Like I'd like to see him against some of these new guys. And yeah. Um, I, I could just, see. I, I mean, I could see Balor and even McIntyre starting to hook it up uh although i always forget now who's like on smackdown who's on raw i would like confuse it or or maybe you know balor starts something with rollins you know after this whole thing so who knows edge's peak so far has been the triple threat match with with um roman reigns and daniel uh, bryan daniel i mean (laughs) that was a great match yeah but that's his that's his like he doesn't need all these like crazy storylines that go along with it and it just everything is like so extreme with him it just it's like not everything is like the end of the world and that's what it seems like with him and i, I just with Ed, I, you mean yeah, yeah. I, I don't i'm glad he's back and i'm enjoying it i just 
I just think some of it can be a little too much, you know, and uh, I, you don't need much with him because he's already mm-hmm. got the aura of this, of this hall of fame guy who sure. his career is over and he's sure. back. Like, that's all you need to do. Like I look at his second run as almost like he could be almost like the Shawn Michaels where yeah. he had his second chance. And right now it's, it's not at that level. That's all. That's no, all no, I get you. So that's all I'm trying to say. No, no. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where it goes from here. Yeah, but other than that, again, I, again, I'm, I don't, I don't want to nitpick because all of this has been a thousand times better than anything in the past. So I'll take it. But I, I'm just saying, right. like, it, it's not. It we're, wasn't my we're, favorite. We're now. still who we are, Vito, and yeah. we're gonna nitpick. But yeah. it's there's less to nitpick than before. Correct. So we'll take it. We'll I take still, it. I still came out of this. I still came out of this pay per view being like, man, I'm glad I watched this. This was great. You know. <laughs> all right, and that's ultimately all we can ask for right now. Yeah. So that takes us to our main event, the fight yep. pit, Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins, and why am I blanking on who the Daniel Cormier? All right. Yeah, I've I've met him in person. You know, I have a picture with him. I, funny story, I'll tell you real quick. I I met him at a. A, a trade show he was there at the uh in a monster energy uh trade booth which was huge <laughs> and uh you'll like this story because i saw him and i knew who he was i'm not a big ufc guy but i knew i know enough about it and uh i went up to him and i was like hey can i get a picture with you and uh, uh, uh he said yeah and i i went up and um i did the like i put my fist kind of like this next to him and he looked at me stopped for a second and he goes you don't want to put your fist in front of my face. And I looked at him and I go, okay. <laughs> I looked at him. And I go, yeah, I know they're really scary. And he looks at me and he goes, no, 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 they're not. And I just looked at him and he was dead serious. And I'm like, okay. And we just took a regular picture. <laughs> I was like, wow. <clears throat> I'm like, this guy he doesn't mess me. around. No. Yeah. He's like, he's like, He's like, no, I'm not going to play around with you. Like, we don't do that. Okay. We're, we're all set here. All right. All right. Okay. I, he was <laughs> a really nice. Received. But yeah, no, Daniel Cormier was, uh, he's a he's a great guy. And um, I, I know he's a huge WWE fan. And I think he's going to be more involved as we move forward, which is great. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see, you know, where it goes from, from here. And uh I thought the match was uh, was all right. You, you know the the crazy part about Seth Rollins, Mike, is that I love I, I want to love the guy, and like there's pieces where he seems great. And I read this thing the other day where he feels like he wants to be the the next Stone Cold or whatever. And it's like I just don't know that he can get there. I like I I think he's a great performer, um, but I'm just not sure where he he fits and what did you think of the match i guess is the the question i actually didn't mind it i i thought for all the talk about uh cormier being there like he didn't really do much like he was you know it kind of remind like it wasn't ken shamrock being the special guest enforcer and having to get involved with them it was he was just there there was a little a couple little things between him and rollins but nothing really so I kind of felt like if he's going to be involved in something again and, and it's something he really wants to do, then they have to maybe up the physicality or whatever. But who knows? Uh, the match itself, I thought was was fine. I, I, it was kind of what I expected it to be. You know, the it, it's all cage, no ropes. 
they had to improvise on certain things and you know without the ropes it i think it is challenging to have a, an entertaining match tell a story there's a lot of adjustments that seem to need to be made um i thought it was really well done when it came to you know, even the the homages they have to their mentors. I mean, you get Seth Rollins pulling out the pedigree, uh, Matt Riddle pulling out the RKO, and and people got that. People understood it. And as to your point about Seth Rollins, I really enjoy him. I think he kind of has his. There, there's things about him sometimes that are Rick Rudish to me, and That's because with comparison. Rick Rude, he the way he told stories was through his tights. So a lot of the things he would do was like he would sort of troll people through whatever design he was going to have. And I feel as though Rollins does that with a lot of his gear. He fights Dominic. He comes out as Mysterio. He fights Roman. He comes out in the shield getup. He fights Matt Riddle. He comes out in the RVD stuff. Like there's a lot that there's there's thing there's facets to his game that are very cerebral. Well, actually, you know what? I have to change my my tone. I I kind of think he's more Triple H than anything else. Yeah, there's, no. there there is the, a lot more like cerebral assassin level stuff to his game than than even Rick Rude. My bad. I I like realized it as I was talking to you. It, no, that's it, a really good point. Um, I never thought about the Rick Rude comparison, but yeah, I would I would agree with that to some degree. I I just I, I like the match. It wasn't it wasn't bad. Um, I I don't know that it was as much on. Seth Rollins in this as it was uh, Riddle. I'm, you know, they're giving him a little bit more of a push than he had before, and yeah. I I thought he did a pretty decent job. It, it, you know, his gimmick is like this chill dude, and, yeah, and he comes out as in in a, a a fight pit match, and I, I thought it was fine. I I thought it was yeah. great. I think yeah. again, I think it was a little bit overshadowed because everyone was waiting for Bray Wyatt at that point, mm-hmm. was so excited. But I thought it was good. Um, you know, I. I I honestly probably would have liked to see the ladder match be the the main event, but um, it was it was good. I understand you could have that. I thought the fight pit was an interesting concept. I didn't really understand the the second level so much. Like, what does that have to do with the fight pit? Oh, like, absolutely nothing. They, yeah, they just needed just for a vehicle to do moves. And yeah, I thought the move off the top off the top of the the, the uh, yeah pit was pretty cool from Riddle. <laughs> I mean, and then the RVD frog splash was yeah was pretty awesome, um, but you're right. Uh, Cormier didn't really have he could have done without him. <laughs> he really had there. nothing else yeah. to do. He just stood there and was like, "Oh, he tapped out. Ring the bell." Yeah, Great. yeah. Great. And he looked really out of shape. But um, overall, thought it was decent. Um, yeah. Again, not a not a terrible match. Uh, uh, but I, you know, I give this pay per view a, a solid A. You know what I mean? I thought okay. it was was very good one of the better ones and i just think right now you know papa h is is really killing it with with everything and he's got a lot of these wrestlers reinvigorated and i hope Mm -hmm. that it it stays that way you know i just you can tell as a fan as someone who's been watching the passion like that people have in the attitude era you know you had the competition the goal was to beat WCW and the goal yeah. was to get over as a star and it pushed some of these guys that were at low points like Austin the Rock and th- I mean they scratched and clawed and I got that feeling a little bit here right. and I got that feeling a little bit more rather than oh hey I, I don't love your idea guys you know you're gonna do 
um, what what I want you to do because this is what I like. And they were just doing what they were told. You know, now mm-hmm. it's more like, okay, maybe they have some freedom. Maybe they can do what they want. And it's coming through and I love it. Yeah, me too. So, so I hope it stays. Yeah. It, so uh, any other thoughts on the show or should we get into our listener questions? No, I think we got like 10 minutes left. Let's, right. uh, let's, let's do it. Let's let's get into the questions. And so we got a couple of questions here. Uh, two of them are from a friend of the podcast, King Constantine, and he writes in, "Yes, I'm happy to see Bray Wyatt back, but now, how do you book this? How does he fit program wise?" Well, I think that was something we were just kind of mentioning before, but I think for I, I'm I'm curious. You know, what what are your thoughts? What do you think his who do you think his first opponent should be? Yeah, I don't know how it's going to work. Um, you know, I think we alluded to it at the beginning a little bit uh, that I think as long as he's not this squash character, um, I, I, again, I think it's going to be more of an attraction with a storyline than than anything. And you know, I don't know who his first opponents are are going to be. Um, really difficult choice. Yeah, uh, you know, I look at maybe Judgment Day. Uh, as as kind of like I, I don't know but again he maybe maybe not because it depends if he comes out as like this stable or if mm-hmm. he's gonna be a singles guy you know um so it, it it would be very very interesting and maybe maybe it'll be Seth Rollins you know because I you know Seth is I sometimes you'll hear interviews with Seth Rollins and it alludes to something that's gonna happen and he had yeah. mentioned how the fiend character, was tough to work with. So um, who knows? I mean, I, yeah, you might have a point. It could be Rollins. Yeah. But this is, uh, this is why I kind of reinforcing my other point that I think Rollins is a triple H esque kind of wrestler because he was very versatile. He worked with a lot of different guys. Yeah. Supernatural stuff, straight up stuff. I think if there, if there's a person that could work with him, I think it could be Rollins now, especially this version of Bray Wyatt that we're seeing so far. I mean, after this just one segment, we're not seeing like the fiend mask on like it's him. Yeah. So I think I think this is this will be interesting. Yeah, but I, I think the way he fits in program wise is carefully. They yeah. need to be really careful with how they present him, even if he's not on every week. I think you can do little things to sort of keep his presence there. Because I worry about overexposure with with Bray Wyatt, or yeah. almost like kind of booking yourself into a corner where you you kind of put too much out there, and then people are like, "All right, that's enough." So yeah. I think if they take the less is more approach with him, but make it effective, I think they can make this work. Agreed. Uh, all right. So our next question from Constantine writes: You could argue that this was not the best show of the Triple H era so far. This is a different perspective than what we've been talking about does it hurt the momentum wwe was building or does the bray return change the discourse entirely so i think what what he's asking is does having bray wyatt did it hurt the show does it help the show does it does it sort of change the conversation i mean i think again we talked about this one uh Mm -hmm. with with uh the fact that it put eyeballs on Mm -hmm. on the show um, I would be, I would love to see the numbers of this show compared to whatever um, pay-per-view or show Constantine was talking about, because I would be willing to bet the numbers were much higher. Um, 
just because of the Bray Wyatt situation, you know, and it's not like I can understand his point of where it hurt the show. Right. Cause I, I said this before where everyone was excited to see Bray and it right. took, took a little bit of luster off some of the performers, which I, I, I agree. Um, but I, I personally thought it was the best show that he's put on because okay. you could see the effort from the six matches that were there. Like it, you, it, I completely agree with you. And on on that other hand, I think from his point, I could almost see it being it's a tough show to book because if every match has a stipulation, it's I hard. It's not that they can't differentiate one match from the next, but it's sort of a, you know, there is no palate cleanser of having yeah. kind of a straight up match and people can just sort of almost relax while they're watching it because you sort of know what you're going to get with a with a straight up one on one match or a tag match or something like that. Yeah. But everything being a stipulation, I think adds adds difficulty to maintaining fan interest. And and so yeah, that that's it's a difficult show to book, I would imagine. I'm glad you brought that up because I agree. I like the extreme rules idea. I don't love that every match has to have a stipulation. I would rather have a pay-per-view where a couple matches are like a ladder match or an I quit yeah. match rather than having like everything like the strap match you could have done without the strap. You didn't need the strap. Sure. Like, it was stupid. Um but uh, I agreed. Some of it was kind of forced to that extent, but I, I still thought it was good overall. Uh, okay. Uh, we our next question is from quintessential wrestling fan. Hmm. How do you feel about the two commentary booth being back? Oh, the two man commentary booth being back. Yeah, I, I love mean, it. All, also, love <laughs> I love it. Less is more, baby. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's great. Um, we'll see how the chemistry works out between everybody. Uh, not everyone is a Jerry the King Lawler JR duo or, you know, or Vince McMahon Gorilla Monsoon uh, duo. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I love it. Um, Me too. I think it's great. I, yeah. I, I think they've been needing to do this for years. And th- this is an, another imprint of the Triple H era. And uh, looking at you, AEW, we don't need four people on a commentary booth for a one hour show. Although I will tell you, I don't mind the JR, Shivoni, Excalibur. They do a fine job, better than any of the WWE guys did. Um, however, I agree. We don't need, don't need five people. people. Yeah, yeah, agree. 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 <laughs> anyway, uh, our last question is... His, oh, okay. So his screen name is Heine Ho from Canton Yo. All right. Oh. Uh, he says, could you picture DX running WWE in 2022... Back in '98, Triple H now head CCO and HBK in charge of NXT. That's a great point, Mike. Because think about this: like, it, uh, I actually I heard about this. Someone had mentioned this. I was reading an article, and it's very interesting that you have these guys who, in you know, 1998, came on and they were like these against the grain degenerates who a lot of times almost got canceled, right? Like you mm-hmm. think about like USA yeah. telling these guys, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't yeah. do this. And like, it was totally against the grain. And now all of a sudden those guys are really running the WWE. You got triple H who's in charge of everything. And you got HBK who is in charge of NXT. Like, and right. ultimately I bet your road dog will go back in some sort of a executive role too. Now that, Triple H back. He's back in there. Yeah. Xbox, uh, you know, I think he's got like 
two brain cells left so i doubt he'll do that but um it, it like it's i see it almost like as a sad state of affairs because these guys who are anti-establishment are now the establishment <laughs> so they it just it, it's sort of like a sad commentary on just how we all rebelled when we were younger and then eventually we all become a part of the machine so True. i feel maybe maybe i'm just pessimistic pete over here but i just sort of thought that's kind of what i thought when i was reading this question like yeah i guess you know yeah, at but some point we all become who we hate i can understand triple h triple h seems like a good politics type of guy right but yeah like seeing Shawn michaels in any sort of role that and i know it's not like some exuberant role but like the guy everyone hated him like for what he was doing as as like a, a talent trying to get with the click and you know push all of them and nobody else but i mean at the end of the day like these guys know how to do it like name think about all the matches they've been in and and the stuff that they've done like it 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 makes sense right like uh, i guess uh I'm, i guess anything right now is better than what was going on so we'll see how it plays out but i think it's a, a very ironic situation if you really look at it yeah well these are some great questions so keep them coming you know uh so any any other final thoughts before we we sign off today Vito? Yeah, so I and we didn't talk about it because we were, wanted to get to all of this, and it, honestly, it's been a bit since we've had a, a an episode. But mm-hmm. um, Raw last night, um, thought it was fine, uh, mm-hmm. liked it. Uh, I, I will say though, they I think they just have to be careful about um, pushing so many things at one time. Like last night on Raw, they had you know like five Bray Wyatt things. Um, and advertised that he's going to be on SmackDown, but then also advertised that uh, um, Elias is coming back next week. Mm-hmm. And I, I get what they're doing, um, you know, but like I, as a fan, I like to focus on the big stuff, right? Like that was what was great about Bray's return. It's one thing you got excited about, and, you know, having DX back on Raw and they advertised for it. Like I don't even know that they needed to be there. Like it was people were going to, be excited about yeah. that raw anyways um so that, that that was my one thing um think it's great uh i just don't want it to be too schizophrenic like you get too too much going on um and and you know you keep it concentrated mm. well i think you can see where a majority of their energy is going to go and the amount of segments each thing gets agreed so i, I kind of look at it like all right so they're they're kind of telling you what's on the pike here what's coming down but you know what the real important stuff is yeah Agreed. So I'm, Agreed. I'm kind of, I find myself fine with it. It didn't really bother me, but I can see that though, being something to watch out for. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Uh, other than that, I thought it was great. What about yourself, Mike? Is there anything you wanted to touch on before we sign off here? You know, not really. I felt like it was just good for us to get back in the saddle again. You know, again, life, life is life. So sometimes it just gets in the way of us sitting in, in, in the recording chairs and, and talking about what we love. So it's good to be back here with you, Big Vito. And, Likewise. We'll be listen. We're gonna have some episodes coming down the pike for you guys. You know, we're all, we already got some ideas rolling out. We're gonna have a couple more superstar spotlights, kind of more IRL episodes like you got today, and uh, just be on the lookout. You know, keep keep subscribed. We'll see you, you see some new episodes on the podcast feed, 
and uh, you know, pay attention to the socials. We're going to try to make sure we're more active on that. And uh, if you have any questions for us, make sure you let us know. You know where the socials are. You know where you can find us. And uh, you know, until next time, guys, keep on strutting. We now return your perception of reality to you. Until next time.